Welcome to this edition of Until All Have Heard from the Far East Broadcasting Company. I'm Wayne Shepherd sitting here with Ed Cannon, president of FEBC, and it's hard to believe we've been home just a couple of days from Korea, Ed. Well, it's easy for you to say. I still feel like I'm jet lagged, so uh, yeah. I it guess. takes a while, doesn't it? It has been a couple of days. It doesn't feel yeah, like it, yeah. but yeah, yeah. It was wonderful to accompany you on the trip and others as well, which we'll talk about in a moment. But I just want to talk to you about some of the the uh, perspective you have from, it's not your first trip to South Korea, of course, you've been there many times. It was only my second trip, but we were there for a specific purpose. Yeah, we don't often go to South Korea and get together with 100,000 of Billy Kim's best friends, but we did this time. (laughs) And we were there for the purpose of celebrating the 50th anniversary of the Seoul Korea Billy Graham crusade, where 50 years ago, Billy Kim was the translator for Billy Graham. Mm -hmm. And to hear those men reflect back upon what happened 50 years ago, uh, the number of people that professed faith in Christ at that time, and the way they describe it really transformed a nation. They said 75,000 people at that time 50 years ago gave their heart to Christ during those uh, days of that crusade. One of the days, they had 1.1 million people in one place at one time. And you know, Wayne, I used to wonder about that. How could you get 1.1 million people together at one time? But when you look at the picture... Yeah. It proves it. It's there. They were on an airport runway, actually. Yeah, and it goes for it goes for a mile, the people stacked up and mm-hmm. the big loudspeakers. But this was a commemoration of that 50 years mm-hmm. ago. So this mm-hmm. was held in, in a small stadium. I say small, it's at uh, 60,000 people. Yeah, and there was another 30,000 standing outside because there was no seats for them. Wow. And, um, yeah, it was a moving event. Uh, to see that many people in one place. I I believe, Wayne, most of the people that came to the commemorative event were Christians, were Christians coming to celebrate what that first event had done and to remember there were several there that we talked to that had been at the first event. Mm -hmm. There was two people that we talked to specifically who had become Christians at the first event. And as they talked about it, uh, there was an older man and an older woman who were telling us about the event, and both of them had tears streaming down their cheeks because they remembered so favorably what an emotional event it was. We're going to hear some of what we heard that day, that Saturday afternoon in that huge World Cup Seoul Stadium. Uh, But before we go to that, uh, let's explain that our travel companion was the president of the Moody Bible Institute. Yeah, Wayne, FEBC and Moody Bible Institute have a special relationship. We're airing uh, Mark Job's bold steps in several of our countries. Uh, We have partnered with Moody to uh, share with their listeners what International Christian Radio is all about and and allow them to participate in some events where we raise some money to build some radio stations. As a matter of fact, I just heard yesterday that we completed the last of the three stations in Mongolia. Oh, good. Uh, that Moody listeners sponsored. So, yeah, that's going well. But we're, we're, con- we're conversing about much more partnership relationships. Mm-hmm. So it's, we're like-minded organizations that work on similar things in very different places. So this gave Mark a chance to see FEBC in action. That's right. And, and for us to just have some time talking with him and, and actually let him see what international Christian radio right. is all about. His lovely wife, Dee, was with him. Your wife, Mary Jean, was with you. And mm-hmm. together we traveled uh, after the event. But let's go back to that Saturday. And here's how Mark remembers it. And by the way, the featured speaker that day was none other than Franklin Graham, the son of Billy that spoke 50 years ago. And here's Mark's remembrance. Being in the stadium 
couple days ago with 60,000 people celebrating the 50th year anniversary of the Billy Graham crusade. Franklin Graham preached there. And uh, one of my highlights was to see a 10,000 member choir. And it was a powerful thing to hear that <laughs> choir singing and to be in yeah. that stadium. I leaned over to Ed's wife and I said, the next time I see a choir like this or hear a choir like this, I'll be in heaven. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so. That's right. That's right. It sounded so good. And then obviously to hear Franklin Graham's message with an altar call at the end, which yeah. was important, and about over 6,000 people came to Christ. So yeah. it was, a, it was a, a powerful experience. Jesus Christ from heaven to this earth. 
예수 그리스도를 이땅 가운데 보내주셨습니다 그리고 우리의 죄를 갖고 예수께서 십자가에 달리셨습니다 우리를 위해 죽으셨고 피를 주시고 우리의 죄를 위해 죽으셨습니다 우리의 죄 때문에 묻히셨습니다 그러나 하나님께서 3위에 예수 그리스도를 살리셨습니다 오늘 만약 여러분께서 그것을 믿음으로 받아들이신다면 여러분을 예수 그리스도 여러분의 마음과 삶으로 받아들이신다면 그러면 오늘 이 시간 여러분의 모든 죄를 사함받을 줄로 믿습니다 그렇다면 여러분의 영혼은 하나님의 손 안에서 안정하게 되는 것입니다 You both had the opportunity to preach in Korean churches while we were here. We were here over a weekend, and which included a Sunday, of course. And Ed, I was with you as you preached, and Mark preached a couple of times as well. Talk about the experience. What well, was that like? Let's just be clear. Ed preached three times. I preached twice. So, <laughs> okay, you know, right. he <laughs> it, Was it a competition? I didn't realize that. <laughs> no. It, it, it was a perseverance uh, event where <laughs> preaching three times in one day is really a challenge. I have yeah. a much deeper appreciation now for pastors who do that <laughs> right. sort of thing. Mark, I, I told Ed that I, I was present for each of his messages. I could give the message now. So. <laughs> Maybe not as well. But. Not as well. No, not I nearly as well. I felt bad for Ed, too, because when he was preaching, it was about probably four o'clock in the morning, our time. So <laughs> yeah. it was, uh, yeah. but you know, it was, it was a great experience. And uh, the translator that we had, he was very dynamic. And um, I always worry about the trans- translator because sometimes you lose. But this guy kept right in step. And I felt I, I had an opportunity to pray for multiple people after the messages that God had touched. And so I'm reminded that the Spirit of God is the same everywhere in the world. He works. The culture is different. The language is different. But the work of the Spirit is the same, and the power of the Word is the same no matter where you go in the world. That's Mark Job, president of Moody Bible Institute, talking about his preaching in South Korea. And Ed, you spoke as well. Um, your message on passion and purpose really struck a chord, I felt. Well, I think, uh, I appreciate you saying that. I, I'm really not a very good preacher, I think. I really <laughs> don't think so. I was not trained no, you did fine. in preaching, but I do have a heart for the work. And yeah. I tend to speak about topics that are related to sort of business of ministry. Mm-hmm. What does it take for us to really do the work of ministry? And I had just spoken to one of our small leadership groups about uh, Paul's passion and the drive he had. If you read the stories of Paul's missionary journeys, what he endured in order to get his work done, um, walking hundreds of miles over several days, uh going and speaking in synagogues and being oppressed by the local Jews when many came to faith in Christ and doing it again and more miles and getting stoned and getting up and walking right back in and doing it again. His passion was incredible. And the only thing that drives great results is strong passion. But I shared in the message, too, that you also have to know your purpose. Mm -hmm. Passion alone can keep you going hard, but you might go in the wrong direction. Exactly. And, and, And in Paul's journeys, he was so focused on one thing, like it says here in Romans chapter 10, brothers, my heart's desire and prayer is that they may be saved. So many times in Paul's writing, he's saying, my prayer is for the salvation of others. 
Even at one point, Paul says, I would be willing to give up my own eternity. I would be accursed for eternity for the sake of my brothers. How much more could you possibly love someone? Not just to give up your life with the assurance of eternity in heaven, but to give up your eternity in heaven for the purpose of others being saved. So Paul had this great passion and this focus on his purpose. And I use that with the FEBC staff to say, this is what we need to do in order to get the work done. So Paul was laying it all on the lines, what you're saying. Yeah, that's right. He was willing to sacrifice more than just his life on this earth. I was with you each time you spoke in those services, Ed. At one time, I purposely sat in the back of the room because I wanted to watch people react. And here's the thing I noticed. Every Bible was open. Mm. Everybody I could see had their Bible open, Mm. and they were turning to the passages as you announced them in your message, Mm. which was very encouraging to me. You know, I tend to watch the audience very carefully when I speak. And in Korea, unlike many other places I speak, the intensity of the audience was so high. Mm -hmm. Many people making direct eye contact, nodding, affirming the comments we made, they take their faith very seriously in right, Korea. Right. Uh, you know, we've seen that, Wayne, in their prayer life. How many times you and I have gone to early morning prayer meetings at, at 5.30 in the morning, I'm barely dragging myself out of bed, <laughs> and here's thousands of people in churches praying. And then when I complain that it's so early, people tell me, oh, well, we brought you to the late prayer service because there's <laughs> one that started at 4.15. I know. And it really is remarkable when you see that demonstration of faith, that commitment uh, to their practice of prayer, their dedication to uh, serving God in the community, that in a way it, it humbles us Americans. And it was both young and old, I noticed as well. And by the way, we were served so well by so many of the Korean FEBC staff members yeah. who were all very young. Did you notice that? They are very young, yes. Very young, very dedicated all sharp with their suits and ties and lovely dresses, incredibly polite. Um, Wow, I think we should send some of our young Americans over there to (laughs) Korea for internships. (laughs) Okay, all right. Well, Ed, there's so much more that we can and probably should talk about, but there's one thing I do want to ask you. I remember driving into the stadium event that day, and we were in the same van together. Remember the crowds streaming into the stadium? Do you remember seeing them and commenting on that? Yeah. I mean, we were kind of stuck in traffic, so the car we were in wasn't really moving. But the people were going into the stadium, uh, big wide sidewalks on either side of the road, and just literally thousands of people marching all in the same direction, many with their uh, church clothing on, yeah. little uniforms. Some in red shirts to indicate they were from a certain yes. church, others in green shirts. Some and... with banners. Uh, I couldn't read them, but you could tell they were Bible verses up on top. <laughs> Many were singing Christian songs in right. the Korean language. Right. And I kind of got emotional, Wayne, just a little bit. And I'm watching all these people marching into this huge stadium. And I thought to myself, this is, this is what's going to be like going into heaven someday. Yeah. Here's all these people marching in. Yeah, and it brings to mind, you know, that, yeah, this is the good outcome. But those people who aren't in those crowds are our responsibility. Mm -hmm. And as it says in Ezekiel, you know, if we don't warn these people who aren't on that path going into heaven, then, then that blood could be on our hands. And it reminded me not only of how wonderful that scene is, 
but the great responsibility we have on our shoulders to proclaim the truth of Christ and his whole gospel. Very good thought. Well, Ed, let's change gears for just a moment because we had a chance to experience some of the history of this part of the world. That's right, Wayne. And you know, nowadays we think about Korea. We see these churches everywhere and this vibrant Christian community, thousands of people going to celebrate a historic evangelical event. But on the heels of this trip, we turned back to hear what the history of the country was like. Mm -hmm. So we visited this ancient site and you and I recorded a piece when we were out there. Let's just listen to what we said then. Well, Ed, we've come to a very interesting place here in South Korea. Uh, what do you think? Well, it's something, Wayne, that I would have never dreamed existed. This is a burial mound uh, for ancient kings from the older dynasties in Korea. Uh, it's the kind of history that very few Americans even understand. This goes back uh, 1,500 to 2,000 years. And we must see, Wayne, around us dozens of these giant mounds And they've excavated only one, which we just walked through. They're like Indian mounds in the U.S. Very similar, or even pyramids in Egypt. It's Mm -hmm. interesting how this is a... But the stuff that was inside this mound that was excavated, gold and crowns. Fascinating, huh? Unbelievable quantities of beautiful jewelry and artwork that was buried with these kings. Pure gold and jade. Yeah, so to have come and experienced the 50th anniversary of the Billy Graham crusade, uh, and then on top of this history, uh, really just gives you a sort of a chilling feeling about the need we have around the world uh, to take the gospel to these many, many, many lost people. Yeah. Just one more thing about this place and this day. This is actually Memorial Day in South Korea, which brings back a lot of of feelings of uh, patriotism here. Families are enjoying this here together, but we think of the conflict back in the day Mm -hmm. and uh, think about how Dr. Graham came here in 1952 to encourage the nation long before that 73 crusade. And he also came to encourage the American soldiers who were here fighting in the Korean War. Um, I'm impressed, Wayne, that the respect that Koreans have for the Americans having come here to fight on their soil for the freedom of the Korean people uh, still stands as a great testimony to the fact that America is a great nation. I've had several young Korean men say to me, there wouldn't be a Korea were it not for the U.S., and that's very gratifying to hear. It is, and uh, so we ask you to continue to pray for the Korean people, pray for the ministry of FABC Korea as they so boldly pronounce the gospel in the Korean language to millions of lost souls. Back home in the studio now, and Ed, thank you for the opportunity to tag along with you to South Korea. In the coming days and weeks on this podcast, we'll have more uh, recorded material that we did while we were on the trip, and I look forward to that. It was a joy being with you, Wayne. It's a joy bringing to you people who are listening to this podcast what we had the opportunity to witness at that great event in South Korea. I hope this conversation has spurred you on to pray for South Korea and so many other countries where the gospel needs to be heard. So please check us out online at febc.org. Until All Have Heard is a production of the Far East Broadcasting Company. Our producer, Joe Carlson, thanks for listening. 